0: Welcome to We Are AG, the podcast for age groupers with hosts Adam and Greg. Greg? Adam. I'm very sad. Do you know why? Yes, I do. Well, can you enlighten me as to why I'm sad? This is our last podcast. And why is that? What kind of person...
1: Would just stop something like this. I'm <laughs> the kind of person who is terrible in marketing. Is uh is worried that uh he's uh, taking up too much of his friend's time up in the attic. Uh, a friend who is in a totally different place, uh, uh where as where I am, he, yeah, and then also because uh, I'm moving. Just drop that. Just drop that without any. T's or any dancing around it. So three, three things there that are bringing this to an end. Where are you moving to? Tempe
0: AZ. Are you doing that just so that you can just train and train and train for
1: the Tempe Ironman Arizona? That is exactly why I told my wife, Susan to uh, find a job in that place so that I can train year round rather than uh, only train outside uh during uh during the summer in chicago but uh yeah that's a that's definitely a side benefit that i'm very excited about because uh mount lemon did you know Do you know about mount lemon I've heard of it i've heard of it and apparently like tour de france hardcore cyclists go there to train so that's going to be you know my uh to quote uh, mike Birbiglia's joke about dancing like my self-esteem was hovering right around medium so I need I'm gonna need something to knock me down a few pegs. So it'll be good watching those guys go burning by me up on the on the mountain. And you also miss the beeline. Yeah, I mean the beeline. Oh, the beeline. Oh, it's so fun. Long. It's like the best up. part of Ironman Arizona is the beeline. It really is. The descent from uh, what was the turnaround? I don't remember. Oh, it's some little place, <laughs> some <don't even> <laughs> <laughs> a stoplight. It, yeah, that, it's that literally stoplight. just they just cut you over in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> That's second stoplight. Um, yeah, no, moving, making a move. Uh, it's a family decision that happened faster than we thought, and uh, it's just gonna. It's a lot of change, and uh, you and I have talked about. Do we want to try to do this remotely? And in theory, conceptually, I do, and I did. But in execution, the idea of bringing anything else into my house that I then have to pack up and move just felt so wrong on so many levels.
0: Yeah, and honestly, I think that long term, Greg wants to find like a better match for a podcast partner. Um, that's that to me is probably one of the bigger you know deciding factors. Do you here. really
1: do you really believe that? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I mean, I got to check with you sometimes, <laughs> man, cuz sometimes you say things and then you're like just kidding, but I know you're not just kidding. There's a, there's an element of truth to every joke, right? How much though? That's for you to decide. Wow, well, that and your your attempt at uh, ambiguity is you're out, right? Oh, well, I was just kidding. Well, I don't know, was I? That's for you to decide. <laughs> it's real slippery. At least I do it subtly. So, where you really don't know. Ah. Oh. Who was that? Me or you? That's you. Could be. I think that's you. Um, And uh, yeah, so so you're so
0: big picture. Just just to refresh everybody, yes, you did hear this right. (laughs) Greg is leaving us. He's abandoning his friends. He's abandoning the sport in Chicago.
1: And uh, I'm not abandoning the sport. I'm abandoning... In Chicago, yeah. I said. Yeah, I know you said it. And you like to say abandon, man. We, we, I, ah, dude, you have so many issues.
0: Well, yeah, I have abandonment issues. When my mom abandoned me when I was like three and a half years old... That'll do it. That'll do
1: it. That would know. scar anyone. And it has clearly scarred you emotionally <laughs> through... She loves when I say that to her, by the way. Why I did, bet. Why did you abandon us? Do you tell her... Then you, do you say, like, just kidding? Or Emma? No, I don't even sure. let her... I am 100% not kidding, Mom. Yeah, Mom, you abandoned us. (laughs) Wow, that's brutal.
0: All right, so to circle back to the topic (laughs) of the hour, which is...
1: thanks for listening, whoever, whatever two people have have been listening to us for the last... How many do we have total?
0: We've done like 20
1: or 20-something, I don't know. All right. So let me ask you this.
0: Why are are we podcasting right now?
1: We're podcasting right now to uh, put a period on the end of the sentence, just to bring some nice little closure just to talk about some of the things that I um, w- have been very happy with, and then some things that I'm maybe a little bummed out about, and then also to just for you and I to have a little closure on this particular project.
0: So, which, what are what are the things that you have liked or not like? What, in reference to what? In reference to the podcast? Uh, life training.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, how broad do you want to get? Well, you just said it, so yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> I, all right, well, number one, the podcast, I feel, has been just a joy. I mean, I have always looked forward to it. I have always been a, just a little twinge of a of a bummer, felt a twinge of a bummer every time we had to, like, reschedule. It was like, okay, mm-hmm. let's try to do this on one specific night, and if, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, we had to reschedule, I was like, oh, man, like, ah. And then um, I also felt like the weekend, for me, was... I always felt a little bit guilty taking up uh, your time, and uh, I mean that sincerely. Because,
0: well, I think that's stupid.
1: You think that's stupid? Yeah. Yeah, but you might look, dude. That would be the case if this was one-sided. Yeah, but you're also just in a different place, man. Like you just you just do more stuff than I do. But <laughs> it's my like, yeah. But at that point,
0: I spend my time on the things I want to spend it on, and if I didn't want to spend it on this. <laughs> Oh, my
1: God. (laughs) That's my wife. That's my wife calling. Let's let's take this call. Hello. Hi, are you busy? I am literally in the middle of a podcast with Adam, and although I never picked this phone up, I've thought this is our last podcast, so I'm picking up this call from my wife. Hello from Chicago. She can't hear me. No. All right. (laughs) <laughs> you can't hear Adam, can you? Hey. Hey. Hey, Adam. <laughs> this is okay. So, number one, Adam is smiling, but I know inside he is burning himself down right now because it is torturing his sound file right now. This no, is not, no, this is fine. All right. So, yeah, so we're just putting, I was, I was telling Adam, like, we're just going to put a little period on the end of the sentence of 20 ish. A uh, podcast that we've downloaded, or m- uh, that we've produced, and that three people have downloaded, one of which has been you. That's right. I also <laughs> need you a glowing review. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love you. Goodbye. We'll talk later. I love you. Bye. So, So that's, that's my great wife, Susan, that yeah. we've spoken of many times. Uh but now I lost my place. Yeah. So I I felt I always felt a twinge guilty when we had a, a little bit of a bummer when we had to reschedule and a little bit guilty because yeah, I know you're a grown ass man and you would not do something that you were like this sucks, but I also know that you're a good friend of mine. So there are things sometimes we do for our friends that even if it's not <laughs> even if it's not a 10 out of 10, we're like, "All right, I, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to see how this goes." I felt like I got a little bit of that. And uh so, you know, thanks. That's all I'm trying I'm trying to say it in a in a non I don't know, in a non-sarcastic sincere way that I know you really you really like an ambig ambiguous sort of jokey kind of thing. But no, I'm just saying thank you and I appreciate it. Just trying to see how long you'll stare at me. (laughs) Dude, I could sit in a, in a silence, comfortable or uncomfortable as long as necessary.
0: I'm comfortable right now.
1: The silence is its own thing. True. Sometimes
0: what's not said is what's important. That's why I'm not going to tell you anything right now. All right. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, so the podcast is
1: great and, and I've had a wonderful experience in Chicago and Like, I I don't know if I said this out loud, but like, yeah, it was a family decision to to move to Tempe and um, it happened faster than I thought. But the one thing that I am sad about is the fact that I had been really building a nice network of people who I liked being around, people who liked me, who believed that I could help them and who I believed I could help. And I, I kind of got to give that up. That's in you know, we live in a world where you know, Training Peaks is a uh, totally uh, robust tool for coaching people, and a lot of people use it. And you know, there's FaceTime, and there's phones, and there's text, and there's all that good stuff, but people are still a little old fashioned and they still want to be able to see a coach uh, from time to time. And so, the people who I've well, I mean, I, I've not made it private, but the people who you know, I, I also didn't make like a big public announcement because. I don't know. It just never felt like it warranted that. But I, the people who I have told more recently, are more surprised than the people who I was like, "Yeah, well, this is what's happening," and I think it's because they didn't think I was going anywhere, and they they kind of were looking forward to long a long term connection, a long term relationship. So, so you've kind of let a lot of people down with this decision. <laughs> God, you're, sometimes you know, <clears throat> dude. No, I mean, at some point... Your your caustic uh, (laughs) sense of humor,
0: I I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to miss that so much. (laughs) Well, but at the same point, while it's, yes, it's a sense of humor, it is something. Like, listen, at the end of the day, we're all living our own lives, right? And lives go through phases and changes. And some people are the same person that they get out of elementary school as they are the day they die, and they don't go through big changes. They live in the same suburb they grew up in. They have the same kind of job their parents might have had, and they never really step outside their comfort zone. Yeah, People like us who do these kinds of things tend to not be like that. That's true. right? So we tend to be a little bit more uh, curious. We tend to be a little bit more opened to big challenging new adventures and things we're adventurous kind of people right so it's like not surprising that people you know change and move and at some point like what who was a friend one minute might not be the next or who was a close person you see all the time all of a sudden they're away and you know it's part of life and it's part of change right I,
1: i get nervous when you wax philosophical what do you mean? I Just because, I don't know, because I don't, I, I, I'm always gauging for where the where the actual, where the actual knife is going to come out, so to speak. The knife? Yeah. Well, number one, because I got <coughs> knife imagery on my mind. But I mean, like, because I know you're, I know you have a, uh, you, I know you have a growth, this is, this is, I think we've talked about this before. I can't remember who said it. Was it was a growth mindset or a, um, oh, I can't remember what the opposite of a growth mindset was, a. A set mindset or a stru- uh, overly structured mindset. A growth mindset. You're always open to the things you're talking about, and yeah, you do. I do, but um, you know, I also know that you clearly have never have 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 never quite let go of that mom abandoned me thing.
0: Oh, I
1: joke about that because it's Yeah, but dude, funny. come on. You can't, off one side of your mouth, Most you can't people say don't. joking about it and at the same time say like, you know, there's a truth in every joke. Well, no, but but that's kind of what I was going to get to
0: is that at some point, especially, and, and this applies kind of differently to different types of industries and fields, but you are in a thing where you are building relationships with people, Yeah, right? So a big part of what you do is the more people you connect with, the more people you build these bonds with, the more successful you're going to be. A lot of industries, a lot of jobs aren't like that. You know, you get into a job and you, yeah, like to some degree it is, but it's not like, like you, your success and like financial success and long term, like as a coach is having clients, right? Yeah, it's your no, job to build saying, up yeah. those clients and to build relationships with them. You get put into a job you know, some corporate office, your job is to do that job. And the people that you're meeting, you're not meeting because you had to go out and find them and meet yeah. them. You're getting them because they happen to have some job that you had to interact with. Yeah. So it's different. And they are, you have people counting on you directly, right? It's not just a company like, Oh, we'll sad, be sad to see you go. Like you're letting down individuals and people. Right. And I'm saying letting down, but like at, with every decision, there's the the pros and the cons. And part of that whole thing of making that decision as a family and, that's looking at those pros and cons. Like why, like there's always going to be something you leave on the table when you make a big life change. And that's not a reason to not do it, but it is something that is, it's an interesting thing to me, right? Like I've, I've had friends who have moved and left. They've had their own reason. Some, you know, I agree with some, I'm like, Oh, well you don't really know what you're doing yet, but go figure it out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I, Hey, I would be the first to admit that I, in many ways, uh, have a lot to learn about the coaching business. It's it's is in in many ways, as you say, more, much more of a sales job. There's an element to that, right? Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think of myself as a salesman. Maybe I should, but yeah, I hear what you're saying and yeah. And and it's, and, and some are too salesmen,
0: right? They're too much of a salesman. Yeah, exactly. They don't have the substance. You have substance, not the showmanship.
1: Like the most successful ones have probably a good amount of both, Right. I, yeah, I guess. I mean, that's one, one of the things that, uh, as we were just uh, about to hit record as we we're talking about is like the one, one thing about me that I, um, <laughs> that I keep relearning the definition of insanity, doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome as I, when I throw myself into something, I really throw myself into it a hundred percent. And you know, there's there's risks with that and um, one of the risks is you get overextended right? Or you 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 think you know something or you think you've experienced something that maybe you haven't yet. And Iron Man's a perfect analogy right for that in many regards, right? You're like, yeah, I can get that done and then you find out you know I, I was woefully underprepared for this swim or I was woefully underprepared for this run or whatever. But or for
0: just the amount of time you have to be out there. It's like, oh, yeah, well, I've swam a mile before. I've biked
1: 100 before, and I've ran a marathon. But, like, doing all three back-to-back, very different. Yeah, exactly. And the analogy I was I was uh, sort of stumbled into was that, you know, as I was sort of building this coaching business that I, uh, that I very much am still passionate and will continue to be passionate about is I ended up getting a job in three different places, and I really did not realize how much juggling that was going to require. And every place had a different vibe and every place had sort of not, not different expectations, but just, um, the clientele sort of came at me in a slightly different way and learning all that. So the good thing is I got that, I got a lot of that learning done in a very short time. So, you know, I got a lot of experience in a very short amount of time, but you know, nothing, takes the place of actual experience of actually taking someone through an entire year long program, an entire, uh, training cycle or, or, um, which you haven't really done
0: start to finish for a whole year yet. Right. Or have you,
1: I, I haven't done it alone. I have done it with Keith. Well, right. You've done group, the group thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah, but I don't have, I didn't have, I have, I don't have any clients that I've had for over a year. Right. So, um, but then, uh, so yeah, so I guess we agreed we're up until this particular podcast, which we decided was going to be our last one. We were, I was always a little bit careful about who we were talking about and when we were saying names, but I mean, we're just throwing caution to the wind at this point, right? We, nobody
0: listens to us. <laughs> well, they listen to the first episode, happy birthday. Yeah. They realize it's not for them.
1: It's not. Yeah, it's, it has nothing to do on. with birthdays. And they're like, okay. Like, um, I
0: really like birthdays. Let me check this one Yeah, now.
1: yeah, exactly. Um, as a reminder, our have, first podcast was on my birthday. So, does it have anything to do with the song? Like, do you think, like just because people, like, that's just um what do you call it? It's a, a public domain song, eminent domain song. So maybe people are like,
0: I think it's our first one. And I think that a lot of people, when they want to check out a podcast, start they with see the description, one. they go to the first one rather than the most recent because they may feel like they missed out on stuff then. That's why I said before, like, we might be more successful. I mean, we got better since the first one, I'd like to think. So I thought that's why I was saying, like, it would have been more more interesting to find which one is like the first one that's like really solid, like yeah, and that would have been maybe a
1: better but we choice. never did that. See, that's what I mean. Like we never really well. Let's let's t- just
0: before you get into okay, trashing,
1: right. you know, I'm not trashing. X, y, I'm just saying we just oh okay, I, I, I want to <laughs> you were also making <laughs> a presumption that I'm gonna trash him. I'm I love all the places I work. Yeah,
0: but they all different ways. strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. So. You know, one of the things that God, you're such a fucking,
1: like, even the way you said it, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah it's it. like, just <laughs> how I work. Greg, you know this about me. You know, I think part of it is also like I'm always catching you after your long run, right? Like yeah. we do this podcast after your long weekend run. So you're just tired at this point in the week, aren't you, Are you suggesting I'm loopy? I'm suggesting you're tired and fatigue in general. Right? Mental yeah. fatigue, I mean, I'm physical, f- physical fatigue, for all sure. of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, arguably, you're always mentally fatigued. But go ahead. I cut uh, you off. I cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, what were you going to you're
0: really good at doing that. So, <laughs> um, you know, I really like getting together with you. You know, I'm going to miss doing the podcast for sure. Um, one of the things that I feel like we... I, I would have... Uh, like, it was kind of always the thing that we needed to do that we never really did was, A spread the word and marketing kind of stuff, right? Like at some point we just never really told that many people about this. And I was kind of thinking like we were like our plan from the beginning was we're going to get a couple in the bank. Once we have six or seven, then we would start kind of, we had the website up. We had it, we finally got it on iTunes. And then we're going to start telling people so they can go and listen to it. And I don't think we really did that very much or very well. And so the only people that really listened to it because we were on SoundCloud, and I think that we were just showing up in searches based on some of the tags and keywords we put on, yeah. which that's obviously part of it. But the people who are most likely to listen are the people where it's most relevant and they know us and and all that. So, um, you know, th- that's kind of the regret I have is really just that we never really gave it a shot, if that makes sense.
1: No, it does we make sense. We put it out there,
0: but we didn't really put it out there.
1: I think, yeah, from my We didn't put ourselves
0: out of our comfort zone to be like... Hey, can you do a posting on this? Or yeah. hey, like, yeah, you know, here's a club that you're a coach at. Like, you know, start spreading the word on this. Like, here's a cool thing. Get some business cards, put them on the desk, and let people know that there's another thing out there they can listen to.
1: Well, here's, yes, I 100% agree that that is a regret that I, that I was not, I never quite marketed this thing properly from a, from a word of mouth standpoint. I always thought word of mouth was a yeah, more me passive neither. thing. Yeah. But, that that does speak to how i had overextended myself like i i, I what i was here's what, so just as a That's as, job, as someone learning i did not know what the protocol was in terms of if a if one club knows you're working at another club and what how how it affects your hours how it affects your relationship with <laughs> the supervisor your direct supervisor all that turns out most big box clubs at least from my perspective, and I really believe this is different for personal trainers. I believe a personal trainer, tell me if you find this to be true or not, because I'm asking, not telling. Personal trainers, if they're hired at a club, they that club expects them to sell their services at that club, market their services at that club to bring traffic into that club.
0: Aren't they also usually an employee? They are. Which is a big difference from a contractor. Huge difference. So one place... When you're an employee, you can be expected to not go and work other places. If you're paying... If you're paid as a contractor, you have you are your own business and you have no obligation to work just with that. That's the same case with the media and film industry. People who are independent contractors are not expected to just work for that one company. Yeah. They could pick up jobs on the side. They could do whatever they want as long as when you're getting paid by this company, that's the company you're working for
1: at that time. Yes. So here's what I did. I'm a contractor at one place, WellFit, and I am an employee at Midtown and East Bank Club. So... When I was at those... But like part-time, right? But only part-time, yeah, exactly. So if I'm a 25 or 26-year-old personal trainer and I'm getting 40 hours, 50 hours, I don't know, I suspect trainers work as many if not more hours than a regular nine-to-five job, they're, they're literally putting food on the table with how many clients they bring in and how many sessions they book. So if you're booking, I don't know what, if you're booking... 30 ish sessions over a five to well here let's do the math easily six, 36 sessions over a six hour six day week six sessions per day then you can probably make good money at this right you got to give the house something and then you get your yeah rate. it depends on yeah it depends on how much you get back exactly what the what the percentage is forty eight percent fifty percent and and it gets real fine like when I was talking to uh, East Bank. I was like, okay, here, here's what I think the, 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 um, and it may not be consistent. I know
0: some places where there's a commission element, the longer you're there and the more clients you have, the more cut you get.
1: Oh, absolutely. You yeah. Know? So tier one, tier yeah, two, you tier first three. Start,
0: you're not making great money, but over after a couple of years, when, as you build your client base, all of a sudden you're, yeah, you may, you might be making actual money at that
1: point. Precisely, precisely. So, so having started as a contractor and then becoming a part-time employee I was careful to respect the brand. Like if at Midtown, I mean, I was only on, I was a swim coach there and I was only there for two days a week. Now I'm at three. I was careful to not, you know, not cross promote anything like as my services. Like if you want, if you want to hire me, I'm a swim coach here. I will give you private swim lessons. If you want them, you got to go through the Midtown system. Same thing at East Bank. If you want a swim lesson, I'm in their system. You want a swim lesson, you go through their system. And what I've come to realize is that that would be different than saying, Hey, check out this podcast. You might find some relevance in it. Right. But what I learned is what I, I, so at East bank, I was actually a triathlon coach. I was the endurance. They have other endurance coaches, but I was the triathlon guy. There's a marathon woman there. Fantastic coach, Nancy, um, who's been doing it for years and knows her stuff in and out and is just great. Um, And so, but as a triathlon coach, I had license to not only do and structure the program however I want, I also had license to market it however I wanted in the context of that very, very big box. So what I learned is applicable to real life is sure, there's going to be some word of mouth. I had a program that had six people that were preparing for the Chicago marathon. And they may tell one or two other people. But if I wasn't in that box all often, as much as I could be, promoting my services as a triathlon coach, it was just going to get lost among the Pilates and the tennis and the intermediate swim lessons and the new weight room that's coming out and, you know, the the stretchy bands and the use the pole stretch and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, on a microcosm, it taught me that this whole like, yeah, friends, Angelica, Susan, Megan, tell other people about this. It's not just that. It was also like, Yeah, this is I, there, this is yeah, what you, I do. It's there's never just a one thing fixes everything. Like Yeah. You know, you
0: can't just do one thing expect to be successful. You have to hit it. It's like not putting all your eggs in one basket, that whole idea, right? Yeah. So we needed to tell people, we needed to market beyond just telling people. We needed to get a relationship with a Sharon at WellFit and be mm-hmm. like, hey, can we put some little flyers on the desk and be like, hey, here, check this out. And this he would have said g- no. Probably, but <laughs> or unless... You know, there's some sort of, other. you know, oh, you put, you want to put your logo on the site, which we, we wouldn't have probably done. But, like, there's things like that, right? Like, you build a relationship with people and you yeah, figure it we're out.
1: Getting into, we're getting into marketing. Like, basically, no, what we're I'm talking about is, is marketing. Each, we didn't each, do
0: anything. Yeah, we did nothing. We posted it on the web and added some tags. And we told about five, six people. So, like, that's kind of the extent of what we did to spread the word on this. And that's not sufficient. And
1: no. it would never be successful just from that. But it does it does speak to what our definition of success was. So if it was just a couple of uh, us getting together and talking about what we want to talk about, I think we were successful in that regard. Did we garner a lot of hits? No, we were not successful in that regard. So this goes back to the whole thing you were talking about. The whole like growth mindset is like, yeah, I kind of wanted to use this as a marketing tool, as an aspect of my brand. So people could get an idea of my attitude, my outlook, my philosophy about coaching. But ultimately I also knew in the back of my mind, like, East Bank doesn't want me talking about good guidance. They want me talking about East Bank. WellFit wants me talking about WellFit. Midtown wants me talking about Midtown. So there's a tipping point after which you can say, I'm not working for them as employee. I am going to be a contractor, and I'm going to build my own brand. But that doesn't just take the marketing tactics. It also takes an investment of time and money. And I just felt like like you look like a Bill Bishop race and things named after the guy, like exactly. that's his thing.
0: And guess what? He probably and I don't know anything about his business. Yeah, but I'm sure at least for parts of it, like he will work with other clubs or other like, you know, organizations. As, does he, do you know that? Really? I, no, I'm asking. Oh, I, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not asking. I'm saying like, I don't know. And whether he does now or he did at some point, I know other people who want to build their own brand. You can't always just start from scratch at like, I have nobody, here's my brand. Like some people do. Yeah. But a lot of people, like as you're working right up, like you're doing stuff like that. You are, you're you're not going to come in as an employee. You're going to come in as good
1: guidance PTC, yeah. you know, or, but, but then, so what they ask, I feel is what are you bringing to us? Right. Are you bringing traffic to us? Are you bringing bodies to us? Well, and
0: that's what, that's why once you start to have a reputation, yeah. you are bringing that reputation. You're not just, that's the thing with personal trainers, right? Yeah. nobody knows any personal trainer's name <laughs> that's true seriously you go into any gym there's a personal trainer you expect a certain level yes of expertise but none of them you don't expect them to be coaches you don't expect them but if you come in and you're like wow this person has a reputation i've heard about this person i've heard of bill bishop or i've heard of any number yeah. of these other people there's like that that brings traffic in the door and that that adds credibility to the other organization. So when you have any kind of reputation that helps. So if you had your own brand and you're like, I've brought three people to Kona or or I've helped train three people who, who went to Kona, like now they can advertise that we work with good guidance PTC who's, a Kona yes, qualifying yes, yes, yes. trainer, blah, I think blah, that's, blah, blah, I think blah. that's...
1: Yeah, I think you've kind of nailed the way Bill Bishop approaches his things. Like, I'm a very, I'm all about high high performance. I'm all about very demanding. I'm a very demanding coach. I want high, you know, high-performing high athletes, and that's all I want because that's, I think... I think he comes from a NCAA high-performance swim background, and so he sort of built himself a software platform, and so those two things together were where he was going. So anyway, that, yeah, we've gotten way off on to into the weeds here about my no this is this is
0: about the podcast this was about my feeling of we never really did any of that stuff to to the degree that i was and you know like yeah it's it's not i'm not comfortable with it it's not the kind of thing i typically do so that's outside my comfort zone to go and start like whoring myself out to it right (laughs) that's kind of how it feels right like that i'm well yeah
1: it's much easier for me to whore myself out, as you say, in small increments where the person who I'm talking to is actually benefiting, right? So the whoring doesn't come from me saying I'm great. The whoring comes from you're just going to, you as a person are going to feel like you're hitting your success. You're getting to what you want to get to. And that is going to lead to you having positive feelings about me. And that is enough. And it's really, to your point, you know, it's not The way you build a brand, the brand has to have active advocates.
0: And it's because, because to your point, like, oh yeah, if it was just about getting together and blah, 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 well, we could do that without the microphone, right? This is about getting together and talking about triathlon stuff. Yeah. You don't need to record
1: that. No, but it did create a sense of accountability. And I think sometimes that's might be one of the reasons why our group sort of got a little dispersed, right? Where it wasn't, um, they weren't part of the podcast. Or, yeah, and we didn't have a common goal, right? That we didn't have one thing that we were all working towards. Even the New Zealand group, right? Even yeah. though we have, you know, David. But that Angelica was in the or, winter.
0: That made it tough, too. Like, we can see, see them at the gym, but we weren't doing outdoor rides with anybody, like...
1: Yeah, but that, but, but that was the accountability, was we knew we were going to this race, we knew...
0: Oh, no, that's for sure. That's why when people stop doing it, like, a lot of times it ends up being, you know, they're, it's not as relevant to them anymore. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Because we're all, like, half the stuff we talk about is, you know what we're eating, what we're training for, (laughs) what kind of workouts we're supposed to do and
1: what kind of poops we're having. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, and if we don't, if we're not training for something, I don't want to hear what kind of poops you're having. So, um, yeah, so that's, so I don't know. Have we touched? Yeah. I kind of answered your question, right? Like there's some things that I've learned about, uh, how I, how I've approached this, but uh, you know, I, I still love what I do. I will, anybody who asks for help, I, I will give it to them. I'm, I do feel like I'm pretty generous with information that I provide. And then there's a point at which we're saying like, look, I'm asking for specific help doing a specific uh, race or event. That don't come free. That ain't free. Anything. What does the Joker say? Anything you do well, you shouldn't do for free. That might not be the exact quote, but. um, So
0: what's your plan when you get down to Tempe?
1: Oh, that's a great question. My plan is to not overextend myself and to, personally train as an athlete and find my own get back into my own training rhythm and organically naturally in a relaxed sort of way find the people who kind of think about triathlon the same way I do so yeah I want someone who might be looking for uh, some aggressive results but who also can keep their life in a balance and since I don't know many people there I I know I have a couple of leads. Uh, there's a place called Mox Multisport, Moxie Multisport, which is coincidentally also the name of a place here in Chicago, Mox Multisport. No connection. But I guess the word Moxie is just something people like, maybe? Yeah. What does it mean to you, Mox, Moxie? Well, one of my first
0: internships was at a post-production house called Moxie Post. It's, just, it's a fun word that's not used all that often that I think that, people find and they're like, yeah, what a great idea for a company name. It's like,
1: like a relic from the 20s though, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's not. That gal's got not, a lot of moxie. She's got, she's going to get really in there and used it anymore. No. But, but that's what makes it, I think, unique for like the name, but like. Because it's got an X in it at the end too, like that. Just because it's, it's like nostalgia for some people or it's just different. It's like, I mean that's retro kind of stuff, like it is a popular thing and, and not right. that they're going for retro typically when they use that name, but it's it invokes a different kind of thought.
1: When okay. you hear it. It doesn't sound as.
0: Yeah, I don't know. do right. I know. I you're. Going I, I can tell you
1: don't know, and your analysis is uh, very safe. You're like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. So I don't know. It's fine. But uh, yeah, so uh, those guys when I was there to race the full, the half, seventy point three, and the full were super helpful. I had problems with my, uh, had problems with my uh, power meter, and they handled it. Uh, bought a helmet from them the guys were I, I felt whenever somebody is generous with information and time you feel like you want to take advantage of them see that's
0: not what is that not what you were about to say I thought we were on the same page here Greg <laughs> that's you dude uh, no I don't want to take advantage of people no well, yeah I, actually I, I kind of do
1: <laughs> only certain types of people why do you even say it like that? You don't mean it. Why do you say it like that? You want, you want you wanna want keep, information. I want to keep our like three listeners guessing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, whenever I find somebody who's generous with their time and with their information, uh, that to me feeds further generosity. That that for, that feeds reciprocal generosity. And it and it doesn't have to be a quid pro quo, you know, tit for tat kind of thing. If someone's generous with their time, pay it
0: forward, right?
1: Yeah, it is pay it forward, although that's got a weird little vibe to it, but it's not it's not even pay it forward. It doesn't have to that's what I'm saying. Like if if someone's generous, uh Bernie's a perfect example, right? Like she feels she has a Sanders. certain outlook. Yes, Bernie
0: Sanders. I don't think we've used Bernie's name before. Maybe it's been a while, so people don't know who you're talking about.
1: The three people who are listening know precisely who Bernie is. But my point is she's very generous, right? She if you ask her to bring you a sandwich in a snowstorm, she is in the car. Like she's just she would not do that. She would bring
0: you a sandwich and like 12 other things that she homemade. Yeah. Just for, you know.
1: Yeah. It would go way beyond just the thing you asked for. That's what I'm talking about. That's that generosity. So, you, so we repay that generosity to her with, not necessarily a sandwich and a pickup, but we, but we want to make sure that she is feeling the love in the same way, right? So, you know, we tried. What do, what do I, we do? For? I failed. We don't do enough. <laughs> yeah, we don't do enough. Exactly. Um, well, you guys all did it, but I couldn't. You stayed up and made and and cheered her into the end of her. Yeah, you after know, Iron Man New Zealand. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Megan, me,
0: Dunlap. We all hung out at the end, and we waited for Bernie. She was one of the the later. She had half hour before the cutoff.
1: I couldn't make it, man. I literally fell asleep at a table. I was like a toddler, and Susan was like, "All right, look, you're not gonna make it. Are you? What are you doing?
0: My hands now chafe when I run because my fingers are so fat." <laughs> <laughs> No, look at this. You guys can't see this, but I see you're see this, picking like a, 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 it's like a the callus or something. Skin, I can't help it. It's uh, that's that's where my OCD kicks in cuz it's
1: like something that's not supposed to. No, so, I'm like that with I'm like that with hangnails. You so, have you live with a grown ass woman. Try, try some lotion, dude. Yeah,
0: yeah, I got a body glide <laughs> and stuff. I just forget that I'm my fingers are so fat that I. It's like it's not. Just fat. for our it's listeners, are you just cl- so? It's what do you call this crease here? It's the crease right where your finger meets your hand. Why are you clenching inside, your fingers so so hard that you're they, creating calluses? It's, it's not that. It's just over time, the skin. It's your. Yeah, I'm holding the hand water bottle too, so that might be putting extra pressure on okay. it. Okay, all right, but yeah, my hands. Chafe a little bit, and then I have these things that I have to pick off, and it only makes it worse.
1: No, I know exactly. You're, you're. It's like when you have a blister. You don't pull the blister off. You pop the blister and let it leak out, and then you throw a band aid over it so that it can take its natural process. You don't peel it off. You don't really throw the band aid. You need to place it gently and properly. All right. (laughs) I don't know if the microphone picked up the volume of my eye roll on that one. (laughs) I think it did. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so yeah, so I, I'm yeah, taking a step back in terms of developing, you know, my coaching brand, but I'm okay with that because I'm not, I'm it's to me, it's all part of enjoying triathlon. It's all part of that. So, so are you not going to really be like coaching down there? I, I, here's the way I'm looking at it. I may, if somebody asks, if somebody says, uh, I understand that you have done this in the past. I know that you have these certifications. I mean, what you're really asking me is how, if at all, do I work in the fact that I have coached people into a normal conversation? Well, and it's no, it's more like it's
0: a big part of your life here. Yeah.
1: It's like your little, you know, career thing
0: that you've done, that you've started in the last, what, two years? It's your little career no, thing. No, like two I'm years.
1: Imagine the conversation you're having, you know, with other people in your life where everything you say, Somehow manages to minimize everything they do. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't mean to, it to minimize you, just that it's more recent. Yes,
0: and you it's not like you have this mature you know coaching brand like some of the coaches we know. Fair enough. So and the fact that you are giving no, it all up I'm, right
1: now, I'm are no, you?
0: You it sounds like you're not planning on rebuilding it.
1: In I'm no Tempe. I'm no Keith Klabaja, but I am or like Liz or you know, I I guess I look at it as. Um, if if someone needs if someone needs help, I would provide it, and I would tell them that I'm not just providing this because I wanna. I can actually I actually have the bona fides to help them. So what are you going to do with your time? Uh, I'm gonna help. I'm gonna help my son prepare himself for his next chapter in life. I'm gonna train. Uh, oh, that's a thing. I don't know if we said on this podcast. I did register for the Saint George. Full Ironman on May second, so I've got to go. Is that your next A race? That's my next A race, and um, and I'm gonna get. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna become a better runner. And in the and in and while I'm doing another you know way to do that, right? Run, yeah, yeah. Uh, but while I'm doing that, I'm also gonna be having a deep appreciation for being able to swim outside almost year round. Uh, being able to be find other people who are also in Tempe and... Tony. Tony's, we have a uh, friend out, Tony's Tony out there.
0: who uh, moved out to Tempe a couple of years ago. He uh, We met him doing our first triathlon.
1: I haven't heard about him doing any endurance events. He's got two small boys. There's no way that guy's still training. They we were doing, hear about it. They we? were doing it every other year. One year he would do it, the other year his wife would do it. That was... The last one was the one she did, right? I I haven't followed up with them. Yeah, um, I also have a friend out there, a homeschooler family, uh, Teresa, who's been out there for a while, and the co-op that I send that we attend as our as our homeschoolers here. She basically took our model with uh, permission from the board and has kind of built her own uh, group there. Peter's a little too old for that but he might be able to be one of the people who leads workshops there I don't know we'll see about that um, yesterday during we we did a the epic day for the Iron Man uh, Wisconsin people and it yeah, was I saw that up in Verona. And one of the riders had a mechanical and sh- her brothers are, uh, hardcore, uh, Ironman dude, uh, cyclists and, uh, and endurance athletes and her family owns property in Scottsdale. So I'm going to talk to that family, see if there's some guys there. Those guys are, uh, you know, on my wavelength or not. And, um, I hear Chris's brother showed up yesterday yesterday yeah he looks like he looks like chris like i totally knew he <laughs> that guy was related i'm like you're a schrader for sure <laughs> just laughed, um and uh i lost track of him which means he had no issues and was probably on the front end of all of. he them. got
0: really into biking i think when we uh when he started getting into the triathlon stuff so
1: yeah don't you think biking generally speaking is the most uh ego building aspect of Triathlon? I
0: think it is the most in my opinion I'm gonna to try to not be too totally over the top cruel with this. Why, I think,
1: why now, Adam? I think that uh You know that scene in uh you know that scene in uh Inglorious Bastards where do you have you seen the movie? Yeah, of course. All right, and the actress gets shot in the leg and they're interrogating her and Brad Pitt sticks his finger in the bullet hole. That's you. (laughs) (laughs) You're that finger.
0: Oh, that's. I don't think anyone's ever said something
1: so nice to me before. (laughs) My point is, why are you trying to not be cruel all the time?
0: I'm just trying to figure out how to word it. Uh, Once again, I I remind
1: you, we have three listeners. Yeah, go.
0: I think that a lot of triathletes put all their eggs in the cycling basket, and there's a kind of a, I don't know, is reputation or. Or whatever for people like that who it's all about their FTP and how many watts they can push and all that. And like they're terrible runners. They're terrible swimmers, but they spend all their time on the bike and it's all about getting stronger in the bike. Now, you know, there's a lot of people who do that. And at the end of the day, you are on the bike the longest and the most. And it has the greatest impact on your overall time to get better at the bike. So, yeah, if you're good enough at the run, good enough at the swim, you'll make oftentimes, and I'll use my little caveat here in a second, but you'll oftentimes make the biggest impact on your time by getting better at the bike. Yeah. That said, I think that a lot of them, what they don't realize is when they're terrible runners and they go over the top on the bike and then they take six hours to run their marathon or five hours. Well, guess what? You wasted a ton of time just being a good biker. (laughs) Yep. And, uh, and I think you see that all the time. Like one of the best, uh, one of my favorite things, I've never done it. I'd like to, I've never done it outside of a joke is you see those beastly guys pass you on the bike and then you cruise by them on the run. Like the little thing that you smack them on the ass and say, Hey, nice bike split, bro. Uh,
1: I have heard of other athletes who have done that. Yeah. Or even better or perhaps safer or perhaps crueler is See you on the run as they go by you on the bike. Mm-hmm. See you on the run. <clears throat> so either one of those. Because you see gonna, them out of the saddle. You see them huffing
0: it. Like, you're like okay. Yeah. yeah, you don't have 26 miles to run after this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: um, no, no, I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it. The, the, the bike, it feeds, because you do spend the maximum amount of time on the bike, it's easy to say to yourself as a new, uh, as a new triathlete, I just got to survive the swim. I'm going to handle the bike, which I can do because I've spent so much time doing it. And the run is just, is almost an afterthought.
0: And I, know? I stick to one of the things that I like to think about as I'm training is, I don't know if it was coach K or Liz who, you know, made the comment that the race doesn't start till mile 20 on the run.
1: Yeah. 18 or 18, I've heard 18 or what, but whatever it is. The point, the, is the point
0: is, you know, the whole point of the swim and the bike is to get you to the end game of the run yeah that's it so every decision you make along the way on the bike should never be oh i should just push this and go a little faster here it should be what is the what is going to be my best way to get to that mile 18 mile 20 on the run yeah to where you know i the right because the thing about how much time when you start walking during an iron man how much time do you waste and and that like some people build the walking in and stuff, but you see people who will walk miles at a time. They burn themselves out. You know they're limping around because they've like overdone it and they've pulled something or whatever the case is. Like you waste so much time. Like when I'm when I'm I'm training for speed on the marathon right now. Right, I know how hard it is if I just do my first warm up miles at like a nine thirty. How hard it is to get that average pace down to the pace I'm actually running it at. And it's hard mental game to deal with too. But you see how even like a quick jog for just a couple miles compared to like a run like that has a huge impact on that average time. So now when you throw in walking for 10 minutes at a time, because you're, you can't keep running and you sit around at the aid stations and all that, like they're wasting 30, 40 minutes. Well, you know, at some point those decisions you made on the bike, directly impacted your ability to
1: kind of push through at those moments,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hey, uh, but they
0: got their bike time, time under six hours for the Ironman.
1: Yeah. Ride. How many times, but you've heard that, right? Like, yeah, swim was okay. Really had a great bike. And then I just fell apart on the run. Like that's yeah. no, that yeah. means that. And, and I,
0: I remember hearing that. That means you had a bad bike. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, if you don't have a good run, if you have a good run, that means your bike was phenomenal. Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, if you want to be a great cyclist, There's plenty of cycle races out there. Yeah, just to go. This is a triathlon. It is not about the bike. The bike is one
1: element of it. How do we get down? How do we get all the way down to here?
0: Because you were saying about how all you want to do is increase your FTP and you don't really want to run very fast
1: anymore. Yep. I just just want (laughs) to speed walk. No, you said what, you want to uh, work on becoming a better runner I do, I want to work on becoming a better runner And that's just about just about running Just run, run, run And hills, that's one of the other things I'm looking forward to In Tempe You know, is- I went to a
0: So I've never run Boston But I dated a girl way back who did And she went to this Boston-bound clinic thing that was just it was like a lecture from, you know People who've done it It was like at that point in the training season And there's something that always sticks in my head That is like They're like do not, no, no matter what you're training for, do not ever run by a hill without going up it. Oh, that's, that's huge wisdom. It is. And it's like, we have a couple hills around Chicago. I, I used to always make an effort to go and do that. And now it's like, my route doesn't take me over there or oh. oh, I'm over here. Like, but that is like, number one, it doesn't matter what kind of run you're on. You're on a 20 miler, you're running all day. Like
1: don't run by a hill without going up it. That is huge, because uh, it's funny, because I, I have had that, uh, not that precise thought, but the sledding hill, because where I live on the lakeshore path, yeah. I always I often go by that sledding hill. I'm like, I should just go up. I should just go just just one. And um, now it turns out that there's somebody who actually says that that's a good uh, that's a good policy. Oh
0: yeah, it's I've I've heard it before from other people, but that specific quote, don't ever by a hill without going up it. That's like so easy to remember and to stick in your head. Yeah, and it's you know. Because think about it, you go out for a run and like, there's a certain part of your brain that's just like, my goal is to just get through this. I yeah, want to do what that I can is, that is, to yeah. get through this. I want to minimize that pain. Like I want to have a good yeah. run, but I want to like all this stuff. Well, you see a hill, you're like, if you don't have to go up it, it's like, whoa. But what are you really out there for? Are you really out there just to finish it or are you really out there? increase your fitness and to yeah. get better at what you're trying to do and so you know that there's stuff. that big
1: hill right in the middle of tempe right the uh they call it something the yeah ASU i've I'd never went up it um Devil's but hill yeah you can like that.
0: do that kind of stuff
1: yeah um that's amazing yeah i'm looking forward to that i'm looking forward to that and you know what's going to be interesting to me is how i you don't want to you don't want to lose bike volume, but at some point you do want to, at my age anyway, you want to think about, okay, how am I balancing my volume here? And if I got to skew towards run so that I can improve that aspect of it, then that's a The better- goal would
0: be to not lose much fitness in the bike while you're building that fitness in the run. But well, it's probably a little hard to do both directly at the same time
1: yeah but that's the other thing people use to justify the bike they're like oh well this is this is endurance this is helping my run it's like well it does technically and yes it does, but know. not in the same what way what you need what it doesn't give you that you
0: absolutely need for that distance of a run is you need the calluses built up in your joints from the impact of running running is tough because of that impact and going on the bike minimizes that impact well yeah. guess what At the end of the day in order to do that run properly you need to be prepared for that impact you can't just avoid it yeah if you know you're going to have to deal with it yeah, practice it and get your joints and stuff built up
1: and the other thing that i've come to uh, accept in a much more meaningful way is just sort of get used to the suffering like you got to kind of get used embrace to embrace the, the suck embrace the suck yeah um but yeah no i just you know i just feel like uh uh, yeah, I thought I thought at some point, like, okay, we're just going to sort of, like I said, make this the period at the end of the sentence. But there might be, you know, I might get out there and three weeks in say, Adam, let's give this a try. Let's just try it. And the question is... How much are you going to have to pay me to get me to come back and start doing this again? How much am I going to have to pay you? <laughs> when, as, I, as you uh, suggested earlier, when I do find a better podcast partner and I just want you to be the guy... <laughs> in the booth. <laughs> Never happened. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a major life change and yeah, I'm, there are some people who I really hope I can keep as clients and, uh, and I want to keep his clients because I'm interested in seeing how they evolve. I know I'm right about their mindset. I don't know if I'm right about whether they are, are willing and able to do what needs to, 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 be, to, done. Do what needs to be done, and I want and I want to be the guy to sort of help them to be to say like, and and you know my default is often and this is a bad habit and I'm gonna sort of cop to it right now is like, hey man, I've been there, but it's not about have I been there and so I can empathize with you. It's it's not that direct. It's I can empathize with you even though I may not have directly been in your situation. Like I've never been directly in your situation where you've said, you know, I just this is. I'm a pure I've come from running. I'm I'm focusing on running and I want to run. I've never been that guy, but I can still totally empathize with you and I've said it before. I'll say it again. I still want to see. I'm rooting for you to like be able to hit your numbers. I don't know. You never What did you you titled our last uh <laughs> podcast? Adam will never reach his goals <laughs> and I was like, "All right. So, no. I mean, I had a good 20-miler today, but
0: I think I've realized that my likelihood of doing this in chicago is pretty low so i think realistic i have some uh, updated goals for that but i still my goal is still to you to in this training do my sub 3 it just may be more like a november race or something like i think i'm realistically just going to need some more time with it and i could be wrong like i'm going to be doing everything i can to get as close to that as i can and who knows yeah. what'll happen i still have some time but just based on these last couple long runs i've had which have been tough they've always been really hot and there's all these excuses you can come up with but um, at the end of the day it's been it's tough and the paces where i'm at now are not where i wanted to be at this point so you know it's one of those things it's like okay well you know at the end of the day like chicago marathon is not my a race my a race is whichever one gets me my sub 3 <laughs> And if it's not Chicago, it's the next one that I'll find out. It is such
1: a healthy attitude for someone who's so messed up about abandonment and uh, (laughs) everything else you have about your twisted and dark sense of humor. Like that is a that is a very healthy approach to like, okay yeah, I I had a goal and I had to make some adjustments. And now, even though this might end up being a different uh, uh, a different time frame for how I get it done. I'm still going to get it done. I struggle with that. I struggle with that all the time. Susan says things to me. She's like, I don't know if you're going to qualify for Kona in your next race, but you're going to qualify. And that mindset is a real challenge for me. And, and for the fact well, that you have it, especially when a good- you have
0: these seasonals, like this race is in October. So the, the longer it takes for me to do this and now I'm in the
1: winter again. Yeah, and yeah. it's like maintaining that kind of training. It's like, that's, that could be tough. Absolutely. But that's what I'm saying. Like you have, you have, you're centered about it. You have a good balance about it. You've recognized, you know, yeah, I changed. You had a job change. You had a lot of things that are happening. Actually, did you have a, is there a, yeah, another? I started
0: a new role in two weeks from tomorrow.
1: This is a good thing.
0: Yeah. it's am going to be staff at United now. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Think of how far you came from. We started this podcast. You didn't have a freaking job,
0: man. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's great. And, uh, I'm really happy, looking forward to starting there. I've had some good feedback from people uh, just on Friday. The announcement went out to the teams that are kind of impacted, letting them know that I'm leaving the teams I'm on and moving to these other ones in two nice. weeks. And it's not going to be like a hard cut. I will start officially in two weeks, but there'll be some transitions. So, yeah, I'm looking forward so to that. So no
1: more independent subcontractor, Adam. It's a uh, no. united corporate, uh, yeah, corporate guy, Adam. Yeah. Dude, all right, like just... The organic writer theater guy in me, like, if we had planned it, it wouldn't have worked. But coincidentally, just yeah. organic. If I like, said,
0: hey, I'd like to work for United Airlines with a decent job that I like, what's the best way to get there?
1: Well, why don't you go to film school? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> why don't oh, you work for like 10 years making TV shows? Yeah. And then wait, no, but start a podcast with a buddy of yours who you <laughs> trained with, who you only, you only met through triathlon. And then at the end of that podcast, then you'll have a job at United.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy about it. Um, but it's the thing, right? Like we all go through changes and transitions yeah, yeah. and this is going to be a big change for you. And you know, with your age, it'll probably be your last one. Probably. You know? Yeah.
1: Cause, cause yeah, <laughs> that's it. I'll just break everything. No, honestly, honestly, just to 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 um to yes, and your point about how you're going into Chicago and how you're looking at your next races, I look at Saint George as something that I I love the event, I love the town. I've done the half, I've done the half twice, and um it looks like the way that they're setting out the long course, you don't do Snow Canyon twice, you do it once, and then the uh, that's the hard part. That's the the eight eight percent uh incline over five or six miles. It's ridiculous. But, um, uh, where was I going with that? Oh yeah. So, uh, I'm going to train hard and I'm going to work on my run and I'm going to do all the things I can do, but I'm already looking at like, okay, where with all this fitness that I'm going to build and all this stuff that I'm going to succeed How much at, time do you need to recover Where to can get I, back into this thing and yeah. then like get to where you need to be? So I think about a three to four week recovery and then if I can get one build, Maybe two builds, so I'm thinking in terms of six to eight weeks after May. So, so looking at late June, early July, what are the full Ironman races that happen then? And the one that comes to mind for me is Lake Placid. So that swim, I guess there's a line that you follow. We've talked about this. There's like a rope that you can follow, so you don't have to sight. So the challenge is you gotta. You're always you're bumping people, right? Everybody's trying to follow that line. But you don't have to sight, so it just speeds up your swim. It's got to. Depends. It's just different.
0: You yeah. Know? Don't do anything. or Practice whatever you can
1: with that. Yeah. Following a line is probably quite different than than citing, right? Totally, like, right? It's got to be. Anyway, uh, so Placid, from a timing standpoint, is what I'm looking at. You still need to at. cite the other athletes. That's what I cite more than anything, is the other athletes. Well, yeah, and I'm always.
0: Granted, yeah. but I will say this, though. Yeah, just after doing New Zealand, most of the swims I've done for triathlons, you can't see more than a foot in front of your face. Going into New Zealand, where you can actually underwater see all the athletes around you. God, it was amazing. That was pretty awesome. So
1: well, so what are you... So parting thoughts, man. Parting thoughts. Recommend anyone to do New Zealand. If you have the means to get there, I 100% recommend doing that race.
0: Yeah, and I actually... Um, I think I'm going to be more interested in one day doing um cans in australia yeah because just i saw the bike course on that and it looked absolutely phenomenal that's so chicago you said it vote for that's what it is i think it's con isn't it cans i think it's cans okay i could i I could be wrong i mean i was there but um (laughs) so yeah i i'm gonna check that out uh the best part about new zealand was not necessarily the race, but it was definitely cool to do the race. I think some of the other New Zealand's coo- just a, an amazing place to go. Oh, totally agree. Totally agree. So, um- if
1: you could make the race part of a New Zealand experience on overall thing, it's yeah, yeah it's a really nice, it's really beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, I uh guess that- my other parting thought is this, uh, What? Talk, 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 talk to coaches. Talk to the coach. Find the coach you like. There's a million coaches out there, and if they have the background, if they have the experience, if they have the knowledge, certification is almost just a shorthand. But if they have the passion for it, they're, you know, you, you got to find the one that's right. The struggle I have with coaches is always this this idea, and it's very mercenary. And tell me if you agree. I think you kind of fundamentally agree with this because you don't like to pay coaches. And so here's what I think. If I'm paying you, I don't want to always be the one reaching out to you to talk to you. You as the coach should be talking to me, asking me, getting engaged with me to figure out how I tick. So if I have to figure out how you tick as a coach, this is not a good I think it goes
0: both ways. Relationships are two ways. Sure. So you want not a one-sided relationship. You need a two-sided relationship. You need to be proactive and they need to be proactive and reach out. Yeah. Right. So I'm sure as a coach, it probably would be infuriating when you reach out to people and just don't hear from them. I got a couple people like, let me know, let me know how that workout goes. Never hear from them. So I'm sure it goes both ways. And I think the most effective relationship is built on communication. So I think you will be a better athlete if you communicate with your coach and you'll be a better coach
1: if you communicate with your athlete. Good, good, good. Well said. Uh, I don't know. What other parting thoughts? I, uh, hey, d- sometimes the path, you don't know the path. So you have to just take that first step and see what happens. So I just think this well, podcast- I wish you luck. Was, I'm
0: going to miss miss you uh, miss doing these podcasts. And who knows where life will take us, but- uh, So to my
1: point, we're never going to speak again as soon as we- uh,
0: Well, in, I mean, while you're still in Chicago.
1: Oh, that's it? Okay, got it. Got it, got it, got it.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, well, I'm sure because we'll you call,
1: Because you call me on so so often right now, right? <laughs> well, but that's the thing, right? Like- We have a
0: lot in common right now. We see each other. We get together. Things will change with this, right? So, what does that look like? I don't know. You know, it'll be different.
1: You know, I don't know. You almost sound healthy mentally. (laughs) Yeah, if only you knew.
0: Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to all of our podcasts. Thank thanks, Megan. Listening.
1: Thanks, Susan. Thanks, Susan. <laughs> thanks, Angelica. I don't know. Did David get one in? I don't think. I feel I like Angelica got one in, but maybe not. Yeah, I
0: don't I don't know. <laughs> Megan's <laughs> probably going to be the only one who listens to all of them
1: if she yeah. gets through them. Susan has told me flat out. She's like, yeah, I stopped listening. You guys went off on a tangent that I was not interested in. I was like, come <laughs> on, Susan, where's the support? Megan,
0: Megan's been chugging through them. She'll maybe get through them all. I don't know. Maybe she'll be our one loyal fan.
1: Did she give us a glowing review?
0: No, I don't think so. She's giving me the personal reviews though. The per oh, Okay, you're getting the you're getting
1: the individual uh, contact. Yeah. All
0: right. All right. Peace out. Signing off. Peace out. We'll miss you all so very much. If you want to hear some great advice from pro athletes, please go find a decent podcast. If you'd like to continue to hear from two talentless age groupers talking about what they love, please subscribe
1: or visit us at com. To find out more about my coaching approach and training philosophy, visit goodguidanceptc.com or email me at coachgreg at goodguidanceptc.com for more information about personal training or coaching. Thanks for listening. We are AG.
0: Nailed it!